ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hey, this is a content warning to let you know that the show you're about to listen to contains adult concepts and language. So do what you need to do now to make sure you're listening in a safe space. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a final piss in our Powerade bottles. <laughs> no! <laughs> and uh, lay them around us ceremonially in our beds. <laughs> that and was the grossest part. I wish that off. that part was the lie. <laughs> Welcome to Stop Everything, the show that makes you smarter about pop culture. I'm Beverly Wang, your ABC National Culture Correspondent. And as always, I'm the host of this show here to help you clear a path with a machete if I must through the fast growing foliage of your pop culture feed. And this week, there is so much to cut through. So much. I'm so excited. And I am super happy to have as my partner in crime in this episode, broadcaster, journalist, Stop Everything family member, Talia Alatia on board as guest critic. Hello, Tali. Hello, Beverly Wang. And can I say what a privilege it is to come on for this episode? I think I made you <laughs> make me be the guest. You this. put this in front of me, which then kicked off a weekend of obsession. And I was thinking coming into this recording, why do I have an extra sense of weight on these shoulders to discuss this story? For some reason, this story that started on the internet... Uh, has taken on a huge significance, and I feel like heavy hangs the head that wears the Risa Tisa explainer crown. 100%. Yeah, I feel like people will study this TikTok series for years to come to try and understand why it became the phenomenon that it did. This is history, everybody. Exactly. This is the first draft of history right here on Stop Everything. <laughs> okay, before we get any further, let us just have a taster Everybody, buckle up. Let's get into it. This is our hero of the day, Risa Tisa. I'm going to tell the story of how I met, dated, married, and divorced a real pathological liar. Okay, that's mm -hmm. an opener. So let me say, a spoiler alert. Because what we are about to discuss is a 52-part tick talk series recorded by a user named Risa Tisa. Mm. If you know anything about TikTok, the maximum video length that you can record in any one post is 10 minutes. And in those 52 parts where she tells a story, she basically maxes out. So we have roughly... Like eight hours. Yeah. Eight hours of real-time content. continuous storytelling. Yeah. So there's a lot of detail in there. If you have not listened to Risa Tisa's Iliad odyssey of TikTok and you want to, go and check it out and then come back. Or if you just, like, you don't have 10 hours. Who doesn't have 10 hours to watch, to I, watch and I listen to something I 10 hours like and I work full time and I'm a mother. So I don't know what everybody else's problem is. <laughs> I listened at times at double speed. So that's another way to listen to it yes. in full and get it through quicker. Yeah. Okay. Quick tip. If you want to mm. go to the Risa Tisa thing, you press the post yep. and then a playback button will pop up and you just press 1.5 or 2.0. Yeah. So there's your hack on listening to it on double time. Tali, since you put this in front of me, do you want to, like, kick it off for me, please? I will kick it off in the way that it kicked off for me. Okay. So it came up on my For You page 
I came in a few days late, so there were already like 40 parts already out there. This has been playing out since like maybe... So it started on February 14th. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. And what its original thing, because I wasn't following Risa Tisa then, is that she did a stitch because someone asked, what's the worst thing that your ex had ever done to you? And she explained a little portion of a story, a story that could be contained in one TikTok. And it was so popular that all the comments were like, we need to know the real story. A stitch is like a combo video, right? Someone posts something, you can press this function called stitch, and then you basically respond and add to it. Yes. That's a really popular TikTok yeah. function. And so her response was so popular that that disclaimer video, which is where you heard her essentially setting out how this was going to play out, that she knew what the series title was going to be called, who the F did I marry, that she was going to put it in a playlist, so that she was going to treat it like an audiobook. And in that disclaimer video, I trusted her. I saw her as a reliable and relatable narrator. The fact that she said... Like, I'm going to tell you about my ex-husband who was a pathological liar and a narcissist, but I'm also going to tell you the parts where I don't look good in it. And that honesty, that vulnerability made me go, okay, I'm going to click on part one. I'm going to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. Mm. So she's this natural storyteller. She has a methodical nature about the way she speaks. And I feel like Risa Tisa which is her internet name. And that's what we're going to stick with because there's issues of confidentiality and that's what she chose to be known as. So let's just stay with that and let's not do the the weird TikTok outing of identities here. I feel like she's attained internet folk hero status. She's like the Erin Brockovich of TikTok because she's been sleuthing public records to figure out what the F happened in her marriage. Mm. And then she's like the Zola of TikTok. And Zola is like many years ago when Twitter was fun, right? A woman named Zola basically broke Twitter with this super long thread of this wild trip uh, to Vegas, to Vegas yeah. and everything that ensued there in the chaos. And that turned into an award-winning A24 feature film. Both of these long stories on platforms that generally attract people with short attention spans and captivated audiences were both told by black women. Absolutely. And yes. I think that there is something in that, in the storytelling of it, in the way that they have captivated people who do not know them. I'm All never going to see is that she's Teaser, an everyday woman living in Georgia who drives her car a lot that's, on the highways. That's literally <laughs> it. <laughs> so to say this has gone viral is an absolute understatement, okay? She has got this very simple, straightforward storytelling where she just like props up the camera in her phone or her bathroom. Sometimes she's got her no heat curler in. Yeah. Sometimes she's driving in her car. Sometimes she's wearing a beanie. She looks like she's about to go to bed and she's like, let me sit down. This almost like confessional thing where you're looking almost at Risa Tisa like she's your mirror reflection, right? This very simple storytelling technique of the 52 parts, right? She's gotten metrics that media executives who sit in offices and like pound their brains every day being like, how do we get these numbers? How do we get this next big hit? She has surpassed any media company, any content company trying so hard to get the next big hit. So of all those parts, the lowest number of views she's got is like around the 5 million mark. Which for a insane. single video. And then some of them are like in the 30 to 40 million range. Mm. Which I don't and understand how grow. people watch the whole series and then sometimes didn't watch little parts of it. I did question that. but Media that is, literacy, media literacy. That is exactly it. And when I talk about her vulnerability, it's like it could be seen as being quite self-indulgent to say, hey, here's my eight-hour story of how I met and then um, married and then divorced my ex-husband. But it doesn't come across as that. It well, comes, it does, I don't get a sense of the performative because of the fact she's there in her heatless curlers, because of the fact that she doesn't really care what she looks like on 
what can be quite a visual medium that is TikTok. Let's talk about what actually she says in the story, because I think that's really important, because obviously there's her manner of delivery, mm. but, like, the details to Leah Alatia in this story. Her forensic little brain that has gone through her memory, her history. Like, she has the receipts. She kept audio diaries during this marriage, which Mm. she shows. Later on, she says she was concerned about something that might happen to her, so here's evidence. But also, she listened to her gut at the time and was like, something is not right here. So, Risa Tisa recounts this whirlwind romance Mm. that took place with her now ex-husband, who is known by Legion. And it takes place actually during a vulnerable time for all of us, the early days of the COVID pandemic 2020-2021. That timing is actually really key, right? Because that super sped aspects Mm. of their relationship. She meets him in about March 2020. Within a couple of weeks, they're living together because of COVID lockdowns. Mm. And then from there, in a very short period of time, she gets pregnant, has a miscarriage, has to have surgery. They get married. Months later, they get divorced. So there's the trajectory of their relationship. But then there's what happens in the marriage and some recurring things. First, he boasts that he's a, he looks after he's a successful mm. regional VP at a condiments company. <laughs> Condiment company. Because remember that, everybody, yeah. the condiments company. And that's the thing is on their first date, she blows a tyre and she rings him to let him know that this is happening. And he comes there, he fixes the tyre for her, he pays for it. He does everything you would want a guy to do on the first date, which makes you go, hey, you're going to get a free pass a for keeper. quite a while. Yeah, that's right. And then when they move in, because of the lockdowns, you know, that intimate partner bubble, I kind of understand that it did accelerate relationships more than it normally would outside But then they do things the like suddenly bubble. they're test driving cars together mm. and they're test driving high end luxury cars because not only is he like a, a regional manager at a condiments company, he's on the come up. He's going to be made VP very soon, right? Exactly. So firstly, he goes and he shows off to her by going to look for a $90,000 charcoal grade car. And we're laughing. And the detail that I'm saying this is because if you listen to the series, yeah. Risa Tisa has this forensic memory where she continuously talks about that. And then he test drives her in a number of cars. But she recounts in detail these repeat actions where he is basically trying to flash around his money. So mm. she talks about how he tells her quite early in the piece he's got the Chase Bank savings, yep. got the U.S. Bank savings, got the offshore accounts. <laughs> And they're not just looking for cars. He tells her that the new position at the job is looking to buy a house yeah. and they start looking for a house together. Yeah. And so there's a point where she says, why would we be making all cash offers on a house if he didn't have the funds? Exactly. Because to sign your name to an all cash offer when you don't have the funds is pure insanity. And it is. But guess what, everybody? <laughs> Spoiler alert. He doesn't do that just not once. He does that twice. Mm. They go furniture shopping and he puts down a deposit for the furniture that he's going to put into the house that he put the all-cash offer on. Like, there is a point where you go, maybe he's lying, but he's doing all of yes. these things. It must be true. You can understand someone like Risa Tisa. And she also explains the fact, like, she's like, I'm a woman who wants to get married. I'm a mm. woman who wants to have a nice life, the soft lifestyle, have a husband who takes care of me. She's acknowledging all of these things, right? Yeah. And she's also acknowledging uh, the vulnerability, like you mentioned. I'm a person who wanted to be married and I was willing mm. to go along. The financial dependence there yeah. is there. And There's- she said that she was desperate. 
and that she wanted it to be her turn. Mm -hmm. And that is why um, when the first house offer fell through, because of course it fell through because he didn't have the funds, and at that point she was pregnant, she made an audio note and she said, I'm going to let him get out of this lie. I know that he is lying, but I'm pregnant with his child. I don't make very much money. I'm now financially dependent on him. And even if we haven't been in that situation, I think especially as women listeners, we're Mm. like, yes, we understand, we understand, we understand. You're making a deal with yourself all the time. There are so many details in the story that at a certain point I was listening and I just thought to myself, I'm getting tired. Like I'm along the ride with her where she's talking about this exhausting process of even looking for cars. And I actually said out loud, I'm getting tired, mm. like on her behalf, mm. just thinking about how tiring it is to go and test drive cars and look at houses weekend after weekend after weekend. So she really draws us in. And like, even though we don't know for sure that she's telling the truth, right? Mm. I feel like she is credible because she's consistent in her details across so many posts. She's so methodical. She does actually own things. And she has, Mm. like, an editorial, like, moral compass where she says, I'm going to be as respectful as I can to everybody in this story while I tell it. And even though this ex-husband Legion has given her PTSD, has broken her life, she still speaks about him in quite a respectful fashion, which I think is really important and key Mm. to this because you wouldn't stick there. In our attention-deprived world where you can scroll, 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 you would not stick to it unless you felt a connection with that narrator, Mm. right? And that's the thing, and this is a part of that credibility that feeds into it. As I was listening to her going to the house showings and the car things, I was like, girl, he does not have the funds. Like, I wasn't getting but mad he said at him. He had proof of funds. I know. The thing is, I wasn't getting mad at him because he constantly lied. I was getting mad at her, being like, you are dodging those red flags like you're in the Matrix. Like, what <laughs> is going on with you? Which makes me go, why would someone put themselves out there when when you're listening to it, you're thinking, oh, well, she's the problem. She should have got out, rather than going actually in her frame of mind, she just thought he's lying. It's just a voice in the back of my head. But there is a point where she gets to a real estate agent. They go through three different ones, a real estate agent named Amber. And at this point with Amber, she realises that Legion is not just wasting her time, is that they are wasting other people's time. Mm. And it was her feeling sad that she was then complicit in these lies because it made it seem like she was somehow involved in the lie that he was telling. That genuine sadness, that genuine tiredness that she showed was another level of the credibility. Like, yes, she had the receipts. Yes, she did the forensic investigations later. Yes, she did the due diligence. But it was also the emotional vulnerability Mm. that she put herself out that made me go, no one would do that if the story wasn't true and at times makes them look like the bad person. Yeah. So the story kind of has like two acts, right? Maybe even three. But the first is like, here's how we got into this relationship. Mm. Here's all of like the kind of mountain of strange and questionable incidents that pile up everything from he played arena football and all of a sudden everybody in the world is like, what the heck is arena football? And There's like this running joke about how he printed everything out. And so in the comments on all the posts, like Legion and his printer against the world. So like, here's an example of like the build up, right? And then she's having realizations that all of these things he's told her have basically been fabrications. And if you listen and then you take yourself, like imagine you are this person married to this man Mm. who's told you all these things and then all of a sudden it's dawning on you i think you'll get an idea of how sick she must have felt so what we can now confirm is 
anything he showed me when he's turning his phone around is nothing more than an image from Google Images at this point. The checking account, the savings account, Google Images. The house, Google Images. The company car, the BM, that charcoal gray BMW 5 Series, Google Images. Can you imagine? Mm. She's not just randomly saying, show me your proof of funds, right? Mm. This is because over so many incidents, he said he's had the money, but he's refused to show. And so house deals have fallen over. And she's married to this man. She's like, I want to know why you must show me because we are going through this run, like this spin cycle of doing this. And then he's demonstrating in front of her. He's actually picking up his phone, tapping on it, and then turning around. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the audacity of actually not breaking a sweat while someone is in front of you asking, show me this, show me that, and just coolly and calmly Google searching. And then like, here you go, Tali. Here's my $700,000 bank balance. That's wild. She later finds out are fake phone calls to her brother. (laughs) We have an example. Here we go. I'm going crazy because what this means is that for the past four or five months, every morning that he's having a phone call with his brother, Chris, I am now understanding in real time that that phone call was completely fake. To the point that he is saying to her on the phone, Chris says hello. Oh, hey, Chris, how's it going? Yeah, Risa says hello. So he has basically made-up siblings, Mm. pretended to have phone calls to them in front of her. He has made-up family members. He has pretended to speak to dead family members. He has swapped identities. And we later find out that actually he has an identical twin. Living the lifestyle. a VP who drives a luxury car somewhere in a southern state, who's not spoken to many for for many Mm. years. And he's aspiring to his twin brother's lifestyle, even examples like the company Mm. car. He fabricates this insane story about how he needs to drive just his regular car to and from a parking lot because he wouldn't drive a charcoal BMW to the neighborhood where they live. That'd be crazy. That's so dangerous, whatever. And then he even fabricates this reason why he can't show her physically the car because he keeps it garaged somewhere else in the city. And then he can't get access to the building that he works in. And I think that that's the part as when a we listener, say the like, details out why loud. Why would you lie about that? There's no yes. reason to lie about yes. that. But when he starts lying about the fact that people have died, like his ex-wife's stepdaughter, and this was oh, all even the date two- of when his mother died. Yeah. He, they even drive to a cemetery and he points at a stone. He's like, yeah. that's oh, that where my grandparents Yeah, are And this is all during COVID too. So he says, hey, can we give $2,000 to my ex-wife because the stepdaughter had died of COVID. And Risa Tisi is like, oh, of course we can. Of course we can. That's absolutely terrible. The grandmother dies of COVID. And then it turns out that the stepdaughter is very much alive and well. The grandmother had died back in 2008. The fact that he even told the aunt that Risa Tisa didn't miscarry and that she had a baby boy and that there was a reason that yes. they didn't visit him. He pretended like, that the baby why, survived. Why are you lying about people? There's absolutely no need to do it. There's absolutely no need to then take her to a graveyard to see a grave of someone you do not know. It's There's so, no point. Yes, like it's eye-popping the level of detail that she reveals about what he says. It just actually is so mind-boggling. And then you couple that with her very vulnerable, straightforward and mm. consistent storytelling. And then you just understand why this has just drawn you in. Again, the comments on TikTok are so amusing and informative because so many of the comments, right, Tali, like so many people were like, I've been here since day one. Yeah. 
who's with me? Or well, who's you, starting you know, I, have, now? I have not looked at my For You page in three yep. days, or I never look at anything for longer than 10 seconds, and here I am yep. with you on episode 48. I love the people who were like, I have ADHD, and I have focused on this <laughs> eight-hour series more than I have anything else in my life. The way that it captivated and created a communal audience, it felt like it was story time like, with Risa. This is, I actually miss her now that my weekend with Risa Tisa is gone, and I was thinking... You know what? That duration of posts that she made is longer than a season of a prestige TV series. Mm-hmm. Like those only go for eight episodes, maybe an hour or 40 minutes each. Risa Tisa's wild 52-part audio book that she's she's basically, we don't know how to describe it because she's broken the mold yeah. for TikTok. She's changed the has, medium. She absolutely has. And that's why we not only salute her for surviving, but mm-hmm. we salute her as a content maker. The work that she must have thought about how she was going to put that through. And that's when it comes back to her forensic looking at things, her methodical way. She looked at public records. I listened to her stories like it was an audiobook, like it was a podcast, like I was listening to a voice memo from a friend. But then she did this two-hour live session and I was immediately taken out of the bubble. I was like, Risa Tisa, you don't have other friends that are not me. Like, who are these other people asking questions? And it was interesting, even in the live, that people were asking kind of the same reoccurring questions. Oh my God, what about the knee for what Legion? About, yeah. If you watch that whole series and mm. all you want to know about is Legion's knee, mm. we must watch something different because yeah. I don't care about Legion's <laughs> knee and neither and, does Risa Tisa. And the other interesting thing is that Risa Tisa, as being respectful, gave Legion a nickname. That's not his real name. And the internet did what the internet oh, did, yeah. even though she asked in the disclaimer not to go find him because she was like worried for her safety. Of course, a person went and found him. At the end of the series, her final text to him is, don't contact me again or I will get a restraining order. And people may have heard that or not heard that and they decided, let's go find this man. Let's let's cause some more trauma. But it was kind of funny because in the release of that, and I don't agree with outing who it was really, but it then further seeked to verify what Risa Tisa was saying because then you got a video of this man who said it was all a lie. She was cheating she was on cheating. me with someone called Bradley. Which is it, a story he tells for all of his breakups, every, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then an ex-wife also came out saying, I know this man and everything that Risa Very Tisa said was true. interesting because she said she did not watch it. the series, but then she specifically named a story yeah. in which he was charged criminally for yeah. doing something quite suspect. So it's like, okay, so you were corroborating even though you claim not to have mm. heard anything of the series. So, like, there's that wild details and then there's Risa Tisa's own humanity coming mm. through. First of all, let me say this. It is not easy telling this story. It is, it's entertaining. I know it's gone viral, um, but it is not easy telling this story. I made a decision to tell the story. I made a decision to share my story, what I went through in hopes that it helps just one person. I think the self-awareness is really interesting. She knows how hard it has been for her. She knows why she's doing it because she says, if it can help just one woman, who is in a similar kind of relationship, either avoid or understand what is going on, then that's great. But she also understands that TikTok being TikTok and the internet being the internet, we are also simply wildly entertained in this Mm. insane story, which happens to be her life. And because it was on TikTok, there were questions of how much money she was making because of the popularity of it on TikTok. And then 
as the story went through, there's also like, surely you're going to sell this to Netflix. Surely there's going to be a book. She does say in her life, if yes. Netflix calls, she will answer the phone. Yeah, she's, she's not like, stupid. And it's yeah. like, yes, well, of why course not? you're yeah. not. Yeah. And like also in the story, she talks about how she's always wanted to go to London and Paris and old Legion with his printer printed out an itinerary, <laughs> oh making God, it seem like it would printer, happen. And the printer is another character in this story. What was he doing? Was he going to, you know, the equivalent of like an office center and just like sitting there and typing up all these fake here, mortgage approvals? Here's how to and break itineraries. her heart a little bit more. Yeah. But the good thing is, is now that because of the popularity of this, she is going to get to go to London and Paris. So research in Europe is already happening. And of course, before when you were talking about how brands would wish that they would get this kind of engagement, they have jumped on the possibility of bringing it in wagon. there. So Absolutely. you've got all these companies like, we'll fly you there first class and you can stay at our hotels. So it does feel like she at least gets some sort of a happy There's ending. a cynicism to this, like on the internet, like TikTok doing what it's doing. There's lots of posts where it's like, she's scamming us. But I say, you she's know what? entertained us and she, she deserves for free. Yes. For free. Absolutely yes. free. And if corporate entities want to step in mm. and show a bit of goodwill and also give her that after learning her story, let her have her joy. Well, I'm not worried about Risa living her best life in Europe. I'm worried about all the copycats that are going to come on TikTok thinking that they can do a 50-part series and it just be boring and now we're going to have to stop people and go, yeah. hey, actually, your story's boring. Actually, don't we don't, again, in the comments, mm. I'm going to tell my story now. I'm going to tell, not everybody is a mm. natural-born storyteller mm. like Risa Tisa. Her turn That's of phrase. That's why she cut through. I, I lolled at moments when she talked about the United Nations of Red Flags. Do you know my favourite turn of phrase that she has? is when she kicks him out and weeks later she meets because they have to sign the divorce papers. He's still wearing the same clothes that she kicked him out in. He is obviously living in his car. And Risa Tisa says, it broke my heart, but not enough not to get that signature. <laughs> and I was like, yes, girl. Yeah, yeah. there is also like a really deep intelligence that shines through in Risa Tisa's reflections and how she tells mm. her story. And that is why Risa Tisa captivated us mm. with this kind of like lightning strike of this story because there's that you know I say authenticity authenticity on social media like is what does that actually mean but she reached out to us and even though we're aware that it's social media or I hope we are she was just able to take all those elements and really tell us a gripping gripping story and also, like, her forensic memory, she, like, will recount the freeways she took. All this unnecessary detail. You're like, and wow, Especially when you live somewhere in Australia where you're like, I don't know this county, I don't know this highway, but I like that you do. Yeah, it's a very kind of American angle to that. Okay, that is our Risa Tisa recap. If you do have the time to check it out, I don't think you'll be sorry. That mm. is some excellent storytelling. Risa Tisa... She was the main meal. We respect her. Just a couple of releases that I think are interesting to note. The Kid Leroy documentary is out on Amazon Prime, which is really interesting because the Kid Leroy is like barely out of his teens. Mm -hmm. He's a superstar music artist out of Australia, and it kind of documents his formative years and how he, he was huge. And I know that fans will be really interested in watching that. House of Gods on ABC TV, created by Osama Sami, is really interesting. I watched the first episode, and they have really set that conflict to play out in, in an extraordinary way. So good job there. And then, you know, I love my K-dramas. I was able to watch in one weekend. Maybe this speaks poorly of my social calendar. I was able to listen to all of Risa Tisa and watch an entire TV show in one weekend. 
<laughs> to be fair, I listened to Risa Teaser and then listened to the audiobook of Good Material, Dolly Alderton's. It is worth the hype if anyone wants to listen to okay. it, but I did go, yeah, okay. <laughs> Where was, and maybe I need to get a life. This is our life. Hang on a second. Um, Shop for Killers on Disney+, Plus, starring one of Korea's most handsome actors, Lee Dong-wook. If you listen to the show, you'll know that I've talked about him before in the Goblin series. He played the Grim Reaper. He is so handsome, but also a great actor. And this is like a John Wick kind of style, if you think like those kinds of action violence scenes. So it's all about his niece who gets caught up in the violent underworld of assassins and mercenaries when the uncle dies. She's left to figure out his mysterious past and his arms dealing business all while being targeted by his enemies. Check it out. It's a good watch. Risa Tisa and Shop for Killers in a Weekend. I recommend that you could do that. Talia Alatia, Stop Everything Gets Critic. We have traversed the Risa Tisa road together, and I thank you for that. I'm so grateful. And I want to give you the opportunity to give your final thoughts, anything you want to get off your chest. This is your moment to preach, sermonize, win us over. Okay. What I want to get off my chest is... Can we stop hating popular stuff just because it's popular? I am sick of hearing takes on stuff that is popular and the people don't engage with it. And I know that they don't engage Give with it. Give me an example. They I like will this. tell you they don't engage with it. Recently, Taylor Swift, and this is probably why it's front of mind, because you will have people who say, I don't listen to her music, but, or I don't understand it, but, and then give you their take. And what's annoying about it is they dismiss it and they trivialise it, but they're not just dismissing Taylor Swift. They dismiss the fans who love it, who do nothing but unapologetically like the person that they like. And it's so annoying because I find, and this is why I think it's front of mind with Taylor, is that this is often directed at the interests of young girls and women. And I think that that is terrible. Isn't it interesting that because we're in this pop culture space so often, and there is this kind of through line sometimes where people feel embarrassed or apologetic about the things that they like. And I think it's in large part because of this kind of cultural force. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb. I even see it in the text line. You know, I host Mm -hmm. a live show on Radio National and I see sometimes in real time the stuff that has come in in the recent weeks about people even mentioning Taylor Swift. And it is unfortunately really knee-jerk. I don't know whether these people know, but it's kind of an exemplar of like, If you find that your gut reaction to anything that you don't know anything about is to actually be like, swipe it down, Mm -hmm. I don't like it, maybe instead of using that energy to push it down and swipe it down, take a minute and ask yourself, why am I using my energy in such a negative fashion right Mm -hmm. now? What does it get me? What does it, dare I say, what does it say about me Mm. and the way I see the world and what I think is worthy in this world? What am I Mm. giving a chance to? And actually take that energy of the angry text or the kind of impulse to be like, that's crap. Take it back for a minute and just be like, let me sit with this. Yeah. If it's not hurting anyone, why are you acting hurt? Don't yuck other people's yum. Exactly that. Exactly that. It's not enough anymore just to hate something because it's popular and think that that's a valid opinion. There's a lot of important stuff. Like we've just been talking about this 52-part series Mm. on TikTok where a woman that's going to change the media curlers and we've said it's going to change the media. You might hear that and be like, what Uh, are these women talking about? So dumb. This is hyperbole. It's so trivial. There are more important things in the world. But actually, no. Pay attention, people. Interesting stuff is happening all around us. Thank you for coming well, to my sermon and we, also preaching. I joined you. Hands <laughs> across the broadcast desk. We just joined together. together. Talia Alatia, 
Thank you so much for jumping on board as this week's guest critic. We have done the Risa Tisa discourse, which I have really been like dying to do with you. We have had our sermon. We can rest easy tonight knowing that we have <laughs> spread this knowledge around the nation. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Beverly. Please come back. This- oh, you know I will. <laughs> This episode of Stop Everything was made on the land of the Kula Nation and on the land of the Muanina people from country around Nipaluna. Stop Everything is produced by Sarah Mashman and me. Our executive producer is Tom Wright. Our sound engineer is Matthew Crawford. Remember, you can catch up on all Stop Everything episodes in the ABC Listen app or all the other podcasting apps if you're listening outside Australia. We will put a link to that Risa Tisa playlist in the show notes. Best believe that we will. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Stop Everything. I will catch you next time. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.